We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Thursday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Farmer, Neil McCrady, Jeffrey Wright on the Camel Clinic Hotline. Tim the second for his weekly chat here with uh, us. The schedule has been announced for the SEC, not just Ole Misses, which we've known for a week or so, but the entire league. So some takes on that. And then a court ruling that potentially we'll know in about 13 days could have reverberating effects throughout college athletics and what goes on with that. So that and more coming up on today's show, all MPW Digital podcasts presented by Twisted T. And, of course, this one by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. The uh, beer cave this weekend, head on in, 34 degrees. Pick up any alcoholic beverages you would like for uh, whatever you're watching on the tube, doing some uh, housework, maybe that the first weekend without college football. Uh, at least regular season college football and more there. Lunch specials, five sixty nine, couple sides bread, any size fountain drink, and more. And Neil is in the Clark Ford studio. I am. There's lots of college football this weekend. There's like there is. There's several compelling, scintillating bowl games. Uh, I'm in the Clark Ford studio. Six six two two five seven nineteen hundreds. The number. Call Clark Ford. Tell Corey the people at Clark Ford what you're looking for. They'll send you a quote within fifteen minutes in business hours. Right, right to the bottom line. Uh, no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop it around, do what I've done. Um, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. Again, 662-257-1900. Jeffrey Wright about to join us on the Campbell Clinic hotline. The Campbell Clinic's in Oxford now, 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Suite 102, just across the street. From the cottages at Hooper Hollow, the Campbell Clinic provides full-service orthopedic care. Everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine and total joint care to pediatric orthopedics, physical therapy, and more. To book an appointment, go to CampbellClinicOxford.com or call 901-759-3111. Walk-ins always welcome at the Campbell Clinic Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. We know they're always gouging in things, but did y'all see Kublik's tweet last night about the prices in Tuscaloosa for this Georgia game in September? I did Didn't not. this? Yes, like a hotel room's like $5,000 a night. Yeah, the Embassy Suites by Hilton, Alabama, Tuscaloosa, downtown, 1.8 miles from city center, 4500 a night right Before now, tax. nine months out. Before tax. 
the uh, the other one, which is the uh, let's see, the Homewood Suites, forty three fifty. So you're paying about one hundred and fifty more bucks for a uh, you know that omelet bar and that 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 breakfast there at the Embassy Suites in the morning. Homewood Suites is nice, man, in Tuscaloosa. It's really really good. I mean, I think the Embassy is pretty good. I'm pretty sure that's where my mom would stay when she would go visit my my brother. Yeah, it's a nice hotel. Not forty five hundred I mean, nice. Isn't this a larger? This is like a larger societal question. I mean, this yes. is my whole deal. We can we can we can argue about what team you're on about government. Can we all acknowledge everyone's bought and paid for? It's just a matter of like, you know, which side you're taking the money from. Yeah. But I I I would like to know, has there been a point in time historically where the citizen is protected less by the government in American history? Uh, not in American history. Absolutely. Because corporations have gotten so big. Like, and that was like the whole point. Where, where's the monopoly busters? Yeah. Well, I mean, where's, where, where is the, 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 the airlines are clearly colluding. Like it's uh, 100%. I, look, I mean, look, look, no further, look, look, no further. I, I know Chase hates when we do this, but it, it, it remains something that so many people just want to brush it aside. If you, Think back to what happened in 2020 and really evaluate it. The fact that Pfizer and Moderna and those companies all colluded together and they all had that their lobbyists had so many of the people in Washington bought and paid for. That's the only reason they were able to pull this off. And even now that people look back and go, oh, my God, at the damage you did, not just from the vaccine, but from suicide rates and all of the things that happened. Nothing has happened to Pfizer. Nothing is going to happen to Moderna. Why? Because they own the government. They own these 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 individuals on both sides of the aisle, Republicans, Democrats alike. Nothing's going to happen. And so to your point, no, the citizen is completely unprotected at this point. Well, I think it actually goes back beyond that. I think I think where it really starts, though, right, is Obamacare, because in order for Obama to get the deal passed he had to cut the deal with the insurance providers and the medical providers and uh you know forever and ever like this is where it's like we are living a bizarre world when i started realizing like left-wing people were the mouthpiece of drug companies i was like wait a minute when did y'all used to hate the drug companies well y'all hated each other now you're in bed well, now it's like when that happened, they were able to they were able to start taking some of that sweet drug money cash. And it's like now I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for the left to start taking uh, energy money, big oil money. And then that way we can really, truly live in just a bizarre world. Yeah. I mean, Zelensky is on Fox News the other day. I and mean, we'll get off this. I promise. But Zelensky's on Fox News the other day going, you, you, you guys essentially I'm paraphrasing. You, you don't need to spend money on your roads and your infrastructure right now. You need to give it to us so that we can buy missiles and and and, and weapons and also for our uh, uh, pensions. I was like, wait, you we, we should be giving you money for Ukrainian pensions? And everybody in, in Washington nods along like, yeah, 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 that's what we should do. I mean, it's pretty obvious why that is. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Well, didn't, didn't I see he bought a sweet little $20 million pad in Vera Beach? He's, is that true? I, I, I can't even keep up. Look, look, Chase, look it up. Uh, I, I, okay. That is one of those ones where was it's that like, Net, was that Netanyahu's kid that's that's 
living. Oh, I think Zelensky bought a place in Vera. Yeah, Netanyahu has a, a kid living like the high life in Miami right now. Yeah, but I mean, at least like Netanyahu's a good old fashioned like he's literally been in power for like sixty years. Like, like there, there's no that guy has switched so many political positions. Like you just understand, like that's a good old fashioned <laughs> like like corruption. Like you know what I mean? Oh yeah, the, and the longer the conflict goes on, the more he stays right. in power. Exactly. Uh, Could you find it, like it, it? It appears to be false, but I'm not sure. I'm still looking. Uh, okay. It, it it appears to be internet rumor, but I I, I don't know. I'm okay. I'm, I'm still still. That's one of those through. classic. Like I saw it. I saw it on. I saw it on Twitter, and you're like, you just assume like, all right. I'm sure that's coming from somewhere. At the same time, it's like. If you told me that was true, I could believe it too. It, it, it's more yeah. of a state of where we are with the internet today that we went, yeah, Correct. sure, still proven. Yeah, whatever. So, sounds yeah. good. That, that, that's not the craziest thing I've I've seen today. Correct. But yeah, a lot a lot of websites that I've never seen before. So I'm 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 scrolling, but it appears okay, to, there you uh, go. Appears to not be true. Of course, but no, I mean, look, a lot of those websites that never seen before. Yeah, hey, fair enough. all right. They yeah. they didn't bat zero. No, yeah. I mean. The the conspiracy 2023 theory. Drudge Report doing all right, Correct. whatever the whatever it, 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 it didn't bet zero. Listen, you could dislike Drudge, he wasn't wrong. <laughs> people keep going, the conspiracy theorists are not on a winning streak, and I'm like, okay, but they're not on a losing streak either. I mean, they're, they're, oh, by the way, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about that 56 game hit streak CNN had. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, like, I don't. Look, get what you can record, get. Like, it, it, it's it's yeah. whatever. But no, I, oh. but yes, I, I my whole deal is like the hospitality industry, the travel industry, whatever. It's like we we are not exact. There's no one really looking out for us. It's a twelve hundred percent markup, give or take. Yeah. I mean, whatever, whatever. Again, whatever. You're all getting it. It's cool, but what is it? What does it go for on a, a given night? Three hundred bucks. Yeah, that's yeah. My probably point. Some, I mean, I'm assuming probably in the low two hundreds, low two hundreds yeah. probably. Yeah, I, I'm not talking about like the random Tuesday when everyone's out of school. Like, you know, I mean, their argument would be, hey, if we can sell it, man. For that. Right, and that, that's my like. It's fine. Like, I don't know. I mean, I do remember what. You know, if I would have if I would have wanted to rent out my parents' condo when I was living there on football weekends, what I probably could have made. All right, pick 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 a date you want to check, Jeffrey. I got the Hilton app up. Pick a date. All right, let's say, um, like sometime in April. No, no, no. Actually, I'll think about this. I'm pulling up Alabama's schedule. What about the about Labor Day weekend? They play Western Kentucky. Because I I do acknowledge a football weekend is obviously different than. Yeah, and I don't blame anybody for a little bit of a, a ramp up in prices on that at all. Right. So sure. All right. So let's do say the thirtieth to the first. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Okay. So two nights. <laughs> Tuscaloosa, Alabama, Embassy Suites. I, here's the deal, though. That Embassy Suites, same price, forty five hundred bucks. So they've just decided every football now the Homewood Suites five ninety nine. Okay, so clearly it's like, you know, the embassy is one of the best hotels they have, and they're just doing, hey, we've got, you know. It's also team. possible that, that that there are tons of rooms blocked off for a team or something. Yeah. And that they only have a couple rooms left either way, and it's like, hey, whatever. Does that make but sense? Do teams, 
do teams stay in Tuscaloosa? Because I, no, I feel they, like they, they stay in Birmingham at one of those Marriott properties on 280. Yeah, I, I one like... king bed, one room studio suite. Oh, actually, I, I, okay. And this happened to Cole too. I, let's have a little bit of a deal here. I, the hotel is actually sold out. Um, I'm getting a $4,500 a night rate as a diamond VIP, even though the whole, the the, the hotel is sold out. So you're probably buying the presidential suite. No, it's so normal. That, like, it's so it's the normal way that rooms. works. The way that works, if you're a diamond VIP, I used to be one. I'm not one anymore. But the way that works is you are guaranteed a room yeah. at, at any Hilton property. But you might pay exorbitant right. rates to get said room. Okay. But this, they won't tell may, you no vacancy. This makes me feel a little better. Now, a king bed at the Homewood Suites, five ninety nine. Because like my thing is I understand on a football weekend, like we we've all we've all experienced if you go somewhere where there's high volume, whatnot, like you just know you're you're paying more. There's a difference between paying six hundred bucks a night and paying five grand a night. Yeah. So I think what's happened is my guess is that hotel was sold out. Cole didn't really look through it very well, and he's a diamond VIP with Hilton. Yeah. And yeah, okay. That that makes me feel a little better. Because that's because yeah, I'm looking even at the Homewood Suites at that forty three fifty a night, yeah, and it says lucky you as a diamond member you're getting exclusive access to this sold out hotel. But I mean to me like that's kind of the bigger deal. It's like you know in Tuscaloosa, hey, hundred two thousand seat stadium or hundred one thousand whatever. I, I, I forgive me, I'm I'm not up to the specific capacity, and. I mean, like, I, you know, you can see where, like, hey, all those hotels sell out. Everything is sold out, by the way. I, I can't even get it for the Georgia weekend. I can't even get a Hilton property in Birmingham without a, a, a need, needing the Diamond VIP thing. The, the yeah. Hampton Inn and Tuscaloosa East, 1500 a night with the Diamond thing. And Bessemer in Birmingham, the Hampton Inn, 763 a night with the Diamond VIP. So here's my here's my question. I don't know if we've. I don't know if we've ever, if we've gotten an answer. I don't know if they figured it out yet. So it used to be, hey, you just, if that's the case, pray to God the game's at 2.30. The 2.30 CBS game. And, you know, if you, if you live close enough, you just drive there and back for the most part or drive something, you know, wherever, if you're going to back to Georgia, get halfway or whatever. Do we know how they're going to structure the, how ESPN's going to do it. Like we know, we know that it's going to be games in every window, but do we know what are they putting the biggest game in primetime? Do we that, know it, that game yes, has already been announced at 630 on ABC? ABC is putting the primetime game at 630. So is that going to be the biggest game of the week? Or is it going to fluctuate? That's my understanding. Because the 230s and 630s can be locked in way early. That 11 o'clock window is all over the place, is the way Sankey said. So the other thing that would make sense to me on that front is Fox still like it's not going to be week after week after week, but Fox is still in control of the Big Ten. So more times than not, the 11 a.m. the 11 a.m. game is going to be the big game. It's going to rotate a little bit because based on how much the other networks paid. But that's the other thing that I don't know if people realize they didn't pay the Big Ten. They paid Fox. Fox is essentially yeah. licensing out the games. Whereas ESPN owns complete control. So I imagine there'll be some counter programming, right? 
Yeah, I would. I mean, they're going to try to put something significant in every window and then play it from there. Yes, hundred uh, percent. Anyway, I, I'm glad we could play a little MythBusters to that. Uh, little, there we go. Little, Look at us. Little Snopes fact checking this morning to uh, to fight Look the man. Uh, we'll get on with the big news of the day. That is a a court in West Virginia. I didn't think that was going to be the case heading into the the uh, afternoon, but it was. Because a judge, and uh, exactly, let me find it here, a West Virginia judge, Judge John P. Bailey, he granted a 14-day temporary restraining order during a hearing in district court on Wednesday, giving college athletes who have transferred more than once immediate eligibility, at least for the next two weeks, and potentially charting a course for more lawsuits from transfers seeking eligibility. That per Ross Dellinger, the NCAA then with the uh, paragraph of a statement as a result of the decision impacting Division I student-athletes, the association will not enforce the year-in-residency requirement for multiple-time multiple transfers and will begin notifying member schools, the organization said. It's not a permanent change yet. It's a 14-day period, and uh, it basically says that there is no punishment, no eligibility concerns, no uh, year-being-used concerns, any of that stuff if any player awaiting on a waiver um, would like to play for the next two weeks. So December 27th, a huge day in college athletics. You know, it, it's Neil and I were talking about this yesterday is, you know, if you're doing the forest and trees thing, from a tree standpoint, everybody went, hey, Brandon Murray, Ole Miss, guard, available. And he is. That, that's true. He can play the next two weeks. We'll see what Chris Beard decides to do. They've got a bit of a tricky game against Cal Saturday in San Antonio for the 25-ranked uh, 9-0 Rebels. On a much bigger scale, this is complete open season if it gets passed unilaterally and for good and in perpetuity and the whole thing. Every player is a free agent at all times. It allows zero roster building. It allows everyone to raise the prices on each other, and it is absolute poison in so many different ways. Because you know, I was looking at Ole Miss. I'm just kind of covering everything, and you guys can pick and choose. Lane is putting these rosters together with the thought that a transfer is already stuck now until they're done and they can't do the multi-year thing. And that's sort of the, like, that. that's a huge part of the way he's operated. Like someone on the message board said that Ole Miss in a lot of ways operates like a mid-market MLB team. And that makes sense to me because you do, you kind of count on these contracts and you get guys yeah. and you might have to pay whatever, but you've got them for a minute. Once you do that, this creates a chaos where if I'm a college coach, I go, God, can I go coach anything else where I'm not dealing with this shit every single day? Well, you probably can't coach anything else for $10 million a year. Um, Fair. Good point. Yes, so, yes. You're getting paid handsomely to do it, no doubt. So there's a couple of things. Number one, I know where I saw a lot of people like, well, we, we've got to wait to see in two weeks where they get, you know, the NCAA is going to try to get another ruling. I guess this will be my first question. When has the NCAA gotten a favorable ruling? Well, let like, me let me, let me me jump in real quick because I, I read about pretty extensively about this late last night what come what's coming in two weeks is not another ruling what's probably coming in two weeks is a preliminary injunction that is going to make this this particular ruling which is a tro it's going to make it a preliminary injunction which will put this particular ruling in place through the, the length of a trial um okay. I mean, if, if this case goes to trial we saw uh, this, Chase, if you need an example, we saw this with the European guys and live. Yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah. They they originally got a TRO. The American guys didn't get the TRO because the that judge in, in California was like, no, you didn't. You knew what you were signing up for. 
But in Europe, they did get a they got whatever originally got the TRO and then they got the that type of injunction that Neil's talking about. That's why they could play European tour events. So what is likely coming? In fact, it's almost certainly coming. And again, I'm not a legal scholar, nor do I pretend to be one. And hopefully we'll talk to some legal people here soon. But what is likely coming is essentially, in layman's terms, a fairly long-term extension of this uh, TRO that is going to free up multiple transfers for the time being, at least. I mean, for, until- for the season, for sure. Yeah. Oh, but more more likely for it a, a year. Years. Or I mean, yeah. it's, it's the 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 court the federal federal court cases don't go quickly. Uh, this 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 isn't going to get sped up because of of college athletics. It's it's just not. It's just going to get on the docket, and it's going to have to get scheduled and all of those things, and then discovery and hearings and all of that stuff. It's going to take a minute. And so, what we're probably looking at, you talk about trees in the forest, the the first row of trees is, oh boy, Brandon Murray's eligible. The second row of trees is, if I'm a guy out there, I used this in in on rebelgrove.com earlier today. I'm using him as an example, as just a hypothetical. But if I'm, say, Jackson Dart, come January, yeah, I've transferred already. I'm not, I'm not, I haven't graduated. Um, I'm not super close to being a grad transfer. But now, if I I want to, there's really nothing stopping me from jumping in the portal and finding out what my value is. No, I'm I'm in completely, but I guess this was the other thing where my head went. So Bud Elliott on Twitter yesterday, Bud pointed out, essentially what has been happening is the courts have said to the NCAA, so you're saying these guys are not employees and the NCAA is basically saying, correct. Why are you having non-competes on them if they're not employees? Like, how can you have an enforceable non-compete? Yes. I would also, though, take it a step a step further is. Essentially, what we're saying is, are we getting to the point where we're saying like in, no NCAA bylaw is enforceable? Because that was the other thing I started thinking of. It's like. Well, what's what's to prevent the eligibility clock from getting uh, challenged? Are you a graduate student? Are you a student at a university? Because that seems to be the the case. It's like, are we are we verging on a period where like literally they can just play college football forever? If they just keep taking like, twelve hours, right? By the same the same logic, by the same logic, you know, if isn't isn't an eligibility clock? essentially like a, a non-compete it's a restriction being put on you but like what what is this, what's stopping that i mean i think it's i i we have known this for a while but it's like becoming we've now like reached the point like it has been a mess this is now like you can tell i think you've reached the point in which you realize like it's over like yes. the structure, the structure, yes. there's nothing yes. they've, they've legitimately torn down the structure. So they, what, what is, can they force? What is completely it, clear, it's crystal clear, is that the court systems, whether it's state court, federal court, when the court systems evaluate 
the college athletic structure, they look at it and essentially go, what? This, no, this isn't, this doesn't hold up under any scrutiny. What has become very obvious is if you want to beat the NCAA, take them to court. They yes. lose in court. They, they, they don't win in court. And so where this is headed, at least temporarily, and I, when I say temporarily, I mean for at least a couple of years, guys, is the NCAA looks at this and goes, how do you, how do you, no, I'm sorry, the courts look at this and say, how do you justify putting restrictions on these people? Well, there's no restrictions on a regular student. Why, why, how do, how can you restrict the athletes? That's, that's long been my, my I've, I've predicted, you guys know, y'all have known me for a long time. I've told y'all for a, a while since this started that this one-time transfer thing is so arbitrary. There's not a chance in hell it holds up. Just because a bunch of coaches want it to hold up doesn't mean it's going to hold up. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that this isn't a disaster for, for college athletics as we know them because it obviously is. But if you take a step back and look at this, like Tyler and I are going to fight about this this afternoon because he's going to lose his mind, probably throw stuff at me. But if you look at this just yeah, rationally, right. objectively, just take your professional concerns or any fan concerns and throw that away. And you look at it objectively, how, how do you justify telling a kid that, okay, you played the season at USC, you've decided for any myriad of reasons that you don't want to be there anymore. You want to go to Colorado. You go there for a year, and for whatever reason, you don't like it there either, or you just decided you wanted to. What, why? What, what is the justification for saying, okay, well, you can go to Texas as a student, but not as a football player. It just makes no sense at all. It, it, rationally, it doesn't. And that's what's happened was because here, and I, and I think Mississippi was one of them, I'm almost positive, seven different states' attorney generals have moved toward trying to get the transfer policy eliminated. It's not just yeah. West Virginia in the in the battle yeah. case. It's a lot of different stuff here. It's a lot of states. That's why the incident just threw his hands up and went out the hell with it. We're, 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 we're whatever. It's all good. No, I, I mean, I, I guess I'm trying to think through that because – Maybe, look, maybe whatever, and maybe it goes wherever, and maybe it's a huge cancer, and maybe it's not as bad as we think. I don't know. I think it's a huge deal because you just can't put your rosters together, and it's all just open season, and it's all bullcrap. But is the answer here, and however possible this is, or if whether this cooperation is possible or not possible, the collectives banding together and essentially requiring contracts that have legitimate buyouts and links in them, and they put players under these type of contracts through the NIL system that keeps them uh, under get guys in some way. With how do you do that without them being employees of the university? I was going to say without the caveat, without with, with Neil's caveat of uh, Neil is at least read more legally than I have. It's like, I, I'm not a legal scholar. I just find that hard to believe that that's going to hold up for the same, like the same concerns. I read about it last night, Chase, um, yeah, they can do a deal with the collective that's binding with the collective. Yes, sure. But it's only binding with the collective if they're if I'm a, if I'm a aforementioned guy. He goes to USC and he makes a deal with the USC collective, whatever it's called, Trojans Forever or something. Fight yeah. on forever. Fight on forever. And so it, it, it's. I don't think that's what it is. I was just. I, I don't know. That does know. sound good though. Um, <clears throat> he makes a deal with them, and yeah, it's binding as long as he's playing at USC. Well, sure. Yeah. yeah but yeah. if he bolts from USC and goes to Colorado, then the deal's null and void from both parties. So well, that's my point. How do you make it not where there's a buyout? The only way you can is to you've got to make the university 
tied in contractually with that agreement. And to do that, the kid has to become an employee of the university. That's the court ruling. That's what I was reading about last night. The courts are saying these are contract employees. You can't, not even employees. These are just, these are just people who play for you. They, 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 you, you, you have no, you have no right to restrict them. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you look forward to the holidays? Maybe you struggle with seasonal blues. The holidays can be stressful, can conjure up some sadness. In other words, this time of year can be a lot, and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it. But adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all of the stress and change, something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, to give you the tools to manage everything going on. I've benefited from therapy. It was Good, it was a work for me. It was good work for me to talk through some feelings with a professional, walk away with a new perspective. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suitable to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MPW today to get 10% off your first month. That's Better H-E-L-P. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash MPW. And the issue that I have is, okay, well, but, but, hold on, I, I, sorry, I mean, I'm probably being really stupid right now. You and I have certain restrictions in our contract, and we're not employees of Yahoo. No, but we have. Well, I mean, can, can you make students independent contractors? That's my question. I mean, my contract is not with Yahoo, though. It's with rivals. Well, same, but same difference. You know what I mean? Yahoo own right owns rivals. So. That's what I'm saying. Is I mean. They, they, there's terms on that deal. Like, for example, there's nothing limiting me from going out and getting outside compensation, right? I mean, I started the podcast network. I mean, there's nothing. I don't even, I don't know. I, I don't know how this works. My understanding is what the, the they've kept the, to this day, they've kept the collectives separate from the universe. Correct. Yeah, yeah, sure. And so your deal is with the collective. It's it's technically not with the university, and right? So if, no, you, no. if you want to legally tie a player up with the university, like Lane Kiffin's an employee of the university, so when he leaves, if if he were to leave, there there's buyout language one way or the other. That you would have to Jackson Dart's deal is going to be with the Grove Collective. Yeah, so sure. if if he plays for Ole Miss, then that deal is binding as long as both sides honor it the moment he's not playing for Ole Miss anymore the the deal's null and void sure well and then so. the other the other question that I have is so NIL by definition is essentially a marketing deal right like Correct. you're getting paid to advertise yes technically so can the like in the end like the contract is, even though we all know it's pay for play, but the contract doesn't seem like I would have to imagine the language is not based upon playing for Ole Miss, right? Like 
it only from the standpoint of it's voidable once the player playing career. Yeah, however that works. Right, correct. But you know, you can't pay based off bonuses or yards or anything like that. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Right. So my deal is like, okay, that contract's voided. That's fine. What is there? How can you have a non-compete? Like my deal is, all right, I'm leaving Ole Miss. I'm not going to take money from Ole Miss anymore. That's fine. But what's stopping me from going and just getting a new deal at USC? Nothing. Because it's not, it's not, you know what I mean? Like that, that's to me, like that's, that's the point. The, yeah. A hundred percent. No, that's completely legal. And I, and I guess that's what I, I swear. If I'm, if I'm pulling my hair out, I feel like we're all seeing the car crash that's headed here. And everybody is so caught up on looking out for number one and worried about the rights going in this huge direction that everybody's more than willing to just total the car than everybody stopping and going, hey, what's workable here? What's doable? Like, before we just completely kill everything, what's, you know, what's I, the I answer? I thought that yesterday when we were talking, I've, I've kind of changed my tone on it. I, I don't think this is about this is about the entities. I think this is about structure, the, the, the legality of the structure legally the same difference tangibly though but it's not it's it, it i mean it is but here's the thing it, it's not it, it's not because legally the court system is looking at this and going it's essentially illegal but to fix it to a court approved structure you're having to completely renovate and change everything about every athletic department in the country yeah that's I mean, not exactly I, I, a I, fix in oh, months oh no 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 I, I don't even think you're renovating I, I well, think yeah, you're, you're tearing it down. It doesn't exist. You're knocking it, yeah, you just bought the lot. Yeah, you yeah. bought the lot. You bought the you bought you're the lot. You're knocking down the house. You're essentially you're tearing down the house all the way to the foundation, completely eliminating the foundation and going, okay, now you own this land. Do, do with it as you please. And you can't and that, do both. You can't, you cannot make it work legality through the courts and honor Title IX and the other NCAA entities and right. laws. Yeah, it's but, not physically possible. Yeah, I mean, we've we've been here for for a decade. This is the question though, that I have. It's like, okay, I have acknowledged the current system is like it's done. Like I don't, I don't know if we, you know, I don't know if we've called in the priest yet. I don't know if we've announced, you know, time of death. The problem that I have is this new, this new house that we're building. Who's building it? Is it no one? Is we're it, scattershot. Is it TV networks? Because this is the other thing everyone talks about. Everyone talks about, and Neil's used the example time and time again. We have two power leagues, the SEC and the Big Ten, and it's going to be AFC, NFC. Well, one of those leagues is wholly owned by Fox, and one of those leagues is wholly owned by ESPN. What is the incentive for them to get together and merge? Like in the end, the in the end, the AFL NFL merger, it ends up happening because. The AFL can't sustain and the NFL can't fight it forever. So they just sit there and go, all right, we'll take some of your teams. Come on. Uh, and then, the you know, but in the end, it's still called the National Football League. You know, I was thinking about this last night. And this is a like really deep thought. We have this, we have this, it's, in a, I think it's just human. We have this. I don't know, just this inherent desire, I think, to sort of assume that the way things are today is how things will always be. We 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 lose track with how quickly things change. 
I mean, you know, you go back and you look at pictures of a city 200 years ago. It looks nothing like, like pictures. There was a picture of New York City from like 1910 that I saw. And in your mind, you're like, that's a long time, right? It's not really. It's 115 years. New York looks completely different than it did 115 years ago. And 115 years from now, who knows what it will look like? And I realize that's this. I'm, I'm, this isn't the the greatest uh, parallel in the world, but just because college athletics looked a particular way in the 1990s and the early 2000s doesn't mean that that's what it's going to look like in 2040 or 2050. It it just doesn't. It's going to change. And if if we've finally gotten to a place where the athletes challenged the system. They 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 said this is it's wrong. You're limiting you're limiting my I I'm worth more than this. I'm bringing more to the to the table. And so far they have won at every juncture when they go to courts. And to think that they're not going to keep winning. So I, I mean, you people say I, I thought about this. Like where where's it going? I think where it's going is to a place where players have unlimited free agency. They can go, they can continue to move until they get to a place where they feel like that's where they want to be. They can. So, I mean, we're, we're talking about AAU basketball. We're talking yes. about. Yes. Seven on- yes. And that's a great example, Jeffrey, because a lot of the players now. And before, and let me also throw out uh, my dad coaches, I don't know what we call it, elite baseball, summer yeah. baseball. Like, and it, a lot it, of, if you think so about it, the team it, changes every week. If you think about it, a lot of those players switch AAU teams all the time. They switch high schools all the time. We we cover guys that they they. Villarreal has been to four high schools. Yeah, the, it, a baseball player doesn't like his travel team. He moves to another travel team. That's that's just that's it's that that's the culture. And I think that's where college athletics is headed. I've long said that when this one time transfer thing, I'm like it doesn't make any rational sense. I get that it's convenient for for fans and and collectives and coaches, but it doesn't make sense. Why? Why? What, what's what's so? What's magical about it? you get to transfer one time? Why not two times? Why not four times? Why any times? It doesn't make any sense to just put this arbitrary number on it. So where we're headed is, in our world, it's chaos. In our view, it's chaos. To the young people who play elite sports, good enough to land offers to Michigan and Ohio State and Alabama and Ole Miss and Tennessee, to them, this is kind of normal you don't but it like doesn't change that when you break down the house the house is still crumbled for 10 years and then how do you make it work I would, that's my I point would, is it like it, i would it, argue i would argue that they look at this and go this is exactly what we want this isn't broken it's broken in your eyes you people out there who's paying it though and how does it work so far yeah I mean, but come on now but it's gonna go 10 I, I times fold with you, unlimited you, you say this, and I and I know you believe it, and and you might very well be right. But so far, and I mean this is no offense to you at all, and there's a lot of people like you that say this right now. So far, there's absolutely no evidence to support what you're saying. the The ratings are through the roof. The fan, the stadiums are packed. The kids are making money. The coaches are making more money than they've ever made. I mean, there's. I realize everyone goes, it's broken, it's broken, it's broken, except for the fact that it doesn't look very broken. Well, here would be the question that I have. So right now, to answer Chase's question, it's it's a lot of people putting into the trough, but primarily who is paying for this is television networks. It's Fox and it's ESPN. That's who primarily is paying for this. Yeah. They're subsidized. 
you know, we, we can talk about the collectives and that's money from fans and whatnot. But like in the end, like to me, I view that as that's people buying in the NFL. That's buying jerseys, going to the team shop. That money to a certain degree goes back to the players. So certainly goes back to the teams like they're they're funding. But what's allowing for everything to get paid for is the TV money. Like you can you can nitpick about how it's distributed. But well, the, the TV money the, is allowing athletic departments to have bloat. Correct. That is what's actually happening. Yeah. But the, the fans quest- are paying the salaries. The TV, the TVs are paying the executives and the ownership. Correct. And, and funding all the other things that don't make money. Like they're covering up. They're covering up for the the things that don't return a profit. I don't know. It and, uh, and how many how many footballs how many coaches are on that staff? I mean tons. I mean, you know, I mean, there's so much, there's so much bloat and it's why not to, not to get derailed. It's, it's why when people do the college sports or pro sports now, it's like, except for the fact that they're so poorly run. I mean, NFL franchises, major league baseball franchises, NBA franchises that they're, they're pretty streamlined. I mean, you, well, because if, the money has to go, the money has to go to the players. Yeah. Like, if you're, if you're in the building, you have a role. You're like, not this just is, there because you've been there for 30 years and you're, you're, dad is a former congressperson or something it's that that stuff doesn't happen much in pro well, i mean like one of the big questions i know i've talked about this with neil i don't know if i've, I've said it on this but it's like uh, when is the when's the day coming because i do know i do know a couple of these g5 coaches that were interviewing for p5 jobs you know they sit there and go hey i'm only making a million bucks here pay me 3 million instead of the 5 million or 6 million that the market rate is take that money put it into NIL so I can go get rosters like if you look at the NFL I, I don't know the exact breakdown but I'm willing to bet it's similar to if you look at the amount of money that coaches make versus the amount of money that the the roster makes what do y'all think it's probably 15 to 20% you know versus you know 85 to 80 percent for the the players like why are people not going hey instead of paying this new coordinator two and a half million dollars who's going to scheme up some plays that maybe look a little better but like in the end like yeah football's football why aren't we just paying like two and a half million dollars and going and getting a quarterback or or getting you know take this two and a half million dollars and go get three receivers and help our quarterback who we think is decent. Why why are we not doing that? Yeah, Craig Council's the highest paid manager in Major League Baseball now. He's going to make $8 million a year. How many players in the Cubs are going to make more than $8 million? Well, Shohei Otani is deferring $68 million a year. Yeah, but I mean, just take my one example, right? I mean, the Cubs... I mean, the most, God, of, I mean, most, of the, most of the regular everyday players on the Cubs will make more than the manager. Correct. So it's so, where it's where when the college people go, this isn't sustainable. I'm like, well, I mean, you know, if you didn't pay the head coach ten million dollars and you just paid him two and a half and you took that seven and a half and you put it into the roster, well, suddenly it's pretty freaking sustainable. But you have to get to that point. That's kind of my point. It's like that has yeah. to happen. Like which is my, this, my new because York for team. the schools to save it in any way of this current iteration, they have to figure out a way to make them employees or do that or do whatever. And that only works is if you collectively, as an entity, all the schools together make that work. Because and nobody's this, ever going to be up there at the first one and go, you know what? And this yeah, is sure, where we're going to do where, it. No, it. This work. is where the people that are in charge are so short sighted. And honestly, 
I'm sorry, for lack of a better term, they're so dumb. If Take the NFL, for example. Two collective bargainings ago, the NFL goes in and they're willing to give essentially 50% of total revenue. Not, not basketball-generated revenue, not football-generated revenue, total revenue. That would be massive. The NBA loves to point out, well, our players get 51% of basketball-related revenue, not total revenue. They were willing to go in and give them half of total revenue. The players end up leaving with, I think, 48% total revenue and less practices. Why are you not going up and saying, let them collectively bargain? You're going to win the collective bargaining agreement, like hand over fist, because think about a union that has to include college football players. You're including 18 to 22-year-olds all over the country at an unbelievable number. There's no way that they're going to get on the same page. Why are you not just doing that like, and and moving on? You're going to get the better part of that of that negotiation. Like that's never made any sense to me. And then though the the biggest question though that I have is what happens if linear television in 8 years is that is the question. What if linear television I'm in radio like radio is not great, but we're not dead. Like what if what if television is closer linear television is closer to radio than it is to what it even currently is, which is a fraction of what it has been. What happens then? Because they can't fund all of this. And everyone points, well, there will always be content providers. Do you all know how tech companies work? They're not just handing out these lump sums. There's the argument that the, the NIL type salary structure is much more stable than the actual athletic department budgets. Correct. Yeah. That fans will stick by at least winning programs. Cause that's the other catch in this is it only takes one or two losing seasons for things to get all weird in a lot of ways. And that's why I think these things exponent on each other because you're you're dealing with a lot more negativity in different ways through all this, but yeah, no, it's if, if the TVs bottom out and no longer are paying these crazy numbers, there are no two hundred million dollar athletic budgets. They don't exist, right? And, then on, and on top of that, we just completely shook up the entire structure for what? No, one you shook up the entire structure. Gambling that TVs right. were always going to be this huge because if they're not, you do care more about regionality. You care more about rivalries. You care about all that stuff. The only reason we got away from it was because Come TV on. ratings and went, God, just play those teams. We want to watch on ABC at 630. Yes. Yeah. By the way, are we sure we're going to want to watch these same teams in 10 years, 15 years? The Florida no, State Florida game is not, not as sure, big as it sure was of anything. In, I'm not sure of anything in 15 years. Well, I mean, think about how big the, you know, for in growing up, like the Florida State Florida game in the 90s was about as good as it gets. Other than Florida State and Florida people, who cares anymore? But you've got such a monopoly in these two conferences that just gets replaced by two other teams that you care about the same way. You know what I mean? Alabama yeah. LSU wasn't a big deal in 1998. Yeah, but I mean, I I also really do worry about this. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You know, we've kind of talked about it, but at a certain point, like we, I, I agree with, with Neil. He's right. In terms of we care now. Yeah, we care now. Are we sure we're going to care in 10 years? No, I'm not sure of anything in 10 years. I, I think we're, we're about to, we're, we're, I think we're about to find out. I mean, that's kind of my point is that we, we, we keep doing, well, this is going to be the thing that breaks it. And this is going to be the thing that breaks it. And, and yet nothing breaks it. I mean, and and right now for people to and and I had this conversation with someone the other day before Carson's soccer game. Everybody's everybody's kind of come to the realization now that you're just cheering for the laundry. Uh, yeah, just, I did. I I said that on on our show yesterday. It's like it, the one good thing that I do feel like has actually developed from this is that people have finally acknowledged I'm I'm cheering for laundry. Yeah, I mean, if you really care about people then you need to find a pro team and cheer for it because there's going to be a lot more continuity on a pro team because they have contracts. I mean, Dansby Swanson, I'm just using the Cubs as an example because I was reading about the Cubs a little while ago. I mean, he's a seven-year deal. He's contractually going to be with, in Chicago for another six years. So if you want to get to know the players, whatever that means, pick a pro team. I, I guess that was my whole point. Cheer for the Grizzlies, right? Jaron Jackson is. Jr. is going to be a Grizzly for a while. But, well, but at the college, uh, okay, but you know what I mean. But at the college uh, level, Des, I mean, Des, Des, Desmond Bain, Use okay, Desmond. Desmond Bain, okay. But at the college level, it's a decent chance that you're going to turn over now with this multi transfer thing. You might turn over two thirds of your roster every year. It might, I mean, the portal people that are like, I want the portal covered, it's going to be like, geez, I mean, I, Matt Zenith, you're going to need like seven of him, but. It guys will jump in the portal, and there will be there will be guys that that play four years at four different schools, and there will be guys that jump in the portal and don't find a home and realize they screwed up and they're out. I mean, I and I don't know how it will all impact it. I think what will happen, 
uh, is that you'll see you'll see schools at the at the high level really not fool with high school recruiting anymore. There will be no reason to develop. You'll just go get a bunch of guys. So that'll the G five schools will get better high school players. They'll bring them in. They'll develop them. Then they'll leave to go to. I think that's where it's headed. And will fans like that? I don't know. I I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. We loved boxing once upon a time. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no guarantee that fans will love that. There's I, I can't sit here and tell you that they won't either because everything so far in the, I mean, like Ole Miss people love this team. Half of this team was not here last year. There's no you. There's, there's not a ton of continuity, and yeah, and yet people love it. They love it because they won. Now you know I was at an Arkansas game, and I guess that was late October, early November, where they they have a, a roster that's was half of it wasn't there last year. They weren't very good. People did not love that team. They were not there in in full throated support. But then at the end of the season, when they played FIU in Missouri, there was nobody there. So. I don't know. I don't, it only works, as Chase said, it only works if you win. So the people who I guess will make it work will be the people who learn how to game the system best. Shepard, I got to run. Appreciate it, bud. Talk to you. Uh, All right, guys. We're good. Yeah. No, and look, that's, that's the point. I, look, I'm not smart enough to tell you how it's going to work. I don't know what it does, but I just find that the only way this works long term, my opinion could easily be wrong. I have plenty of wrong things, is – for these schools to figure out a way to make them employees or collective bargain or whatever it is you've got to do to have some power back to make those contracts and actually have terms and contracts. Because I, I guess where I'm taking crazy pills is I don't like the idea that simply, and the athletes say, these are the rules. We're not paying for any of it, but these are the rules and you're just going to do it. Like, I, I just can't make that make sense. That makes no sense. Negotiations are all about both sides. Now look for decades the players had no rights and the other side did all this and did it to the players. So I get it. And players should make money, but there's nothing that says all the schools just have to sit there and bend over and go, yeah, cool. All right, fine. We'll give you all of it. It's cool. You know what I mean? Like that, that's my point is that be creative, figure it out, break down the system, do whatever you got to do. But the only way, and I mean, again, I'll go to my grave, believe in this, even if I'm wrong, the only way is to have some version of a buyout or a term limit in these contracts, whether it comes from, transfer rules or whatever else. I just do not believe, I, again, yell at me on the message board all you want to. I get it. I'm not saying I'm right. I do not believe that 365 free agency, when this much money is involved, because AAU money is not like this. This is not, that's where that comparison falls down as a travel baseball team is not trying to turn over millions of dollars and whatever year over year over year. It just doesn't work. It's a business. So run it like a business and businesses have contracts. Kind of just playing devil's advocate here. I don't. Sure. I don't necessarily disagree with you. Um, I'm not sure that I. It's not that I don't. It's not that I don't agree. I'm. I'm still processing. Yeah. Sure. Um. Here's my my. I guess this is just again. This is just sort of <laughs> devil's advocate. Yeah. Sure. I haven't had a really time to to flesh these thoughts out. That's why when people go, well, you said this on the podcast. I'm like, well, you, we talk a lot. Sometimes you, yeah. you 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 don't have the opportunity to really think about what you're about to say. If you're going to build some sort of structure, they're going to have to do it in a way that involves legal minds. Number yeah. one, they're, sure. they're going to have to do it in a way that is probably completely antithetical to how everything was always built. Because here's the truth about college athletics. Most of the people that 
rise to the top of college athletics have always worked in college athletics. It's the one system they know. It's not a criticism. It just is what it is. I mean, um, but if you make them employees, you're going to have to build Title IX in. You're going to have to completely change the financial structure. Um, or you don't. And then, and then here's the thing. And this is the part that, that really stuck out in my head while you were talking is again, markets correct themselves. They always do. They always have. And so the amount of money that, that fans and that's, who's doing this, that fans are paying players right now. And we can call them boosters. We can call them donors. They're fans. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a collective effort among the, most of the fan base in some form or fashion. It's fans. Some fans are richer than other fans, but they're fans. Sure. So, and I don't mean that, and that's not, and I don't mean that as a critical term before anybody loses their mind, but. No, we're just talking about, it's not like a board that's paying these people. It's just, it's everybody. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If Dickie Scruggs gives $2 million to the NIL, he's not a donor. He's not a booster. He's a fan. Sure. He's giving to a fan collective to pay players to pay for, play for his favorite team. Sure. That makes him a fan, and that's not a bad thing. It just makes him a fan. So if fans get to a point as a collective where they don't enjoy this as much and they give less money, there will be less money to distribute to the players. And if at some point the players go, well, the reason collectively that we're making less is because we keep moving and there's less fan attachment to what we do, well, the answer is we probably should stop moving so much. Maybe we need to stop being so greedy, right? Like, let's, 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 the greed, here's the greed thing. Hey, I, you and me, we've had a 10 year relationship with Blue Sky, the Oxford Exxon, Ben Craddock. They obviously compensate us to do the show. Mm -hmm. If we were to call Ben up and say, hey, we want to raise, he might say, Okay, I think you deserve a race. We've done really well with Blue Sky. People stop at Blue Skies uh, all over the South that wouldn't otherwise stop at Blue Sky. They stop at Blue Sky because they listen to your podcast. Mm -hmm. Great. Cool. Now, if we go to Ben and go, all right, we want three times what you're paying us. Yeah. And let's just hypothetically go. He goes, okay. Okay. And does it six months later, we go, Hey, listen, um, we had some big numbers in may. We'd like another three times. Yeah. He's probably going to go. Nope. You know what? We've hit the wall. Yeah. Not, I can't do that. Not going to do that. That's going to happen with this too. This is, this is what I mean. I mean, it's either going to work or it won't. And it, 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 it it's, and if it doesn't, there will have to be adjustments made. I mean, players are going to go, oh, God, I can jump in the portal and get more until you can't. I mean, there are players that got it. The offensive tackle from, from Indiana jumped in the portal. He had a price. That Carson. price was not met. He went back to Indiana. I don't know what he got there, what he didn't get there. I don't know. Doesn't Whatever. Um. I just, I just think this is where we're headed. But the, 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 the old system 
in federal court yesterday, uh, basically a judge said, this system's stupid. It's essentially what he said. This system's illegal. That's what he said. This system's illegal. The player in question said, I can't make as much money. I'm, my, my income is being limited by this rule. And, and, and I get legality-wise why that's correct. I don't have an issue with that. I understand that completely. And at the end of the day, that's that's the biggest stick. You know what so I mean? So make I mean, it legal. That's my point, is get to whatever yeah. it takes to make it legal then. To make what okay. legal? To collectively have a system in place that is sustainable long-term without wondering if it is. Then you have to let the players become a union you have to let the players then become employees and that's a real if you talk to anybody around it they'll tell you man that's a really complicated thing oh there's no doubt but i mean the you know because and, and again you're you're the market will correct i understand what you're saying the issue is that you're dealing with so many people and so many teams that that market correction that's a funky thing for probably two decades sure because sure. which is back to my New York and it's an emotional life. thing. So it's like, okay, well, these 40 have done that, but these 20 haven't. You know what I mean? And then it's it, yeah. it just it some some places might decide, hey, this isn't worth it anymore. That happens. Businesses close. When I was a kid, Sears was a big deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm old, but I ain't that old. No, no, no. I, I remember the Sears catalog. I mean, Sears was a big deal. We would go to Monroe and go to Sears Roebuck. You'd walk through Sears, man. It was like, like, wow, everything's here. Sears is no longer. Yeah. There used to be a Sears in Oxford. It's no longer. Yeah. The farmer's market, chicory's moving over there at they some are. point fairly soon. Yeah. I mean, things change. For us to, to, and it's an emotional thing because the people that subscribe to our site, for the most part, are pretty hardcore fans. They're emotional about college athletics. You and I have made a pretty good living covering college athletics, but for us to arrogantly, I'm not saying you're arrogant or I'm arrogant, no, but I know for us arrogantly assume that it will always stay this way, it's pretty naive. It's not. And it's clearly changed. And it's why I tweeted yesterday. I'm like, you know, you let the toothpaste get out of the tube. How do you get it back? And the answer is you don't. No. And so unless, and this is according to everything I've read, unless this judge comes back and goes, no, I'm, 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 uh, I'm lifting, I'm lifting this stay. You're ineligible to play that this is where we're headed for a while. And it's going to be the wild west. Like all of a sudden we're going to, we're going to do a few podcasts next few days, some point middle of next week, probably about Wednesday. We're going to say, Hey, Peace. Merry Christmas. I'm going to go to Atlanta on the 26th. We're going to cover the Peach Bowl on the 30th. And at some point in January, get start getting back to normal. And when we do, the biggest question, I can already tell you this, like when you put together your big piece about things to look for, whatever day in January that you want to choose, I guess it's whatever the quiet period ends. I think it's like the 11th. It's going to be mass chaos, man. Because all of a sudden, guys who didn't think they could jump in the portal can. And so I don't know what that's going to look like. I mean, is that going to look like 
2,000 guys? I, I don't know. And if it does, when we go, this isn't sustainable, at some point, something will not be sustainable. So far, the portal and the chaos and the weirdness has been sustainable for the most part. Maybe I would argue that that is partly because of the multi-transfer multi ban that is in and, place. And, and you may very well be Because right. once a guy transfers, he either graduates and does some stuff mm -hmm. or he's stuck yeah. there. And you get a three-year dude. And suddenly he's on a contract, if you will, because he can't go anywhere. I mean, so I, I guess my point is, I don't – look, the, the rules for athletes have been terrible for a long time. But that doesn't mean that no rules is the answer either. Because that's where we're headed. It's where Jeffrey was right. Is that what the legality in the court system is saying is, really, NCAA, because you're a nonprofit entity, none of this shit works. So, no, the players can do whatever they want. Yeah, I mean, the the judge's ruling was that, I guess this will head all the way to the Supreme Court at some point, but the judge's ruling was that it violates antitrust laws. Right. That it's an it's a... It's a it's a it's a restriction that violates federal law. That's what he said. So, I mean, there's just not another business. I guess I don't is my know. Point. I, I guess I don't know how the NCAA walks back into that courtroom and goes, "Well, you know what? What we do is bigger than federal law." <laughs> That's always been my argument. Is I don't know how those two work together because I mean, if. If the NCAA literally can't win any court case, and in in because I mean you know look the collectives have said this, state law supersedes NCAA rule no matter what that is. Well, I mean who the hell says then that state law doesn't go? Hey, we're going to allow trades inside our universities. Like well, okay. And if you look at if you look at the NCAA reaction, and I don't have it in front of me, but I can loosely paraphrase it. I read a lot about this yesterday to the point that I missed on everything that happened. I was so I was like really they basically working. just shrugged and went all right fine. Well, they they did. They, yeah. Because they, they could have said, hey, look, listen, this is 14 days. We plan to fight this. So you play these guys over these 14 days. Understand, you might have to forfeit these games. We're going to come back a, and get you. And, and instead, they went, hey, look, no. In fact, listen, we're going to go ahead and tell you now that in the event that we happen to win on the 27th, we're not, we're punishing not you. going to punish you. That was the biggest tell of ever of all time that we know we're not winning. Do what you want the, to do. The NCAA has finite abilities in court, finite employees, finite money. Everything is finite for a nonprofit organization that's just trying to hang on to its last leg. And once that, because look, it's the way it's worked always. We covered a probation and an investigation for years, and it was, what's the real answer on how to win? Lawyer the hell up and tell them to piss off. Yes. Oh, Mrs. That's Mrs. how you win. So that's what's happened here is all these attorneys general got together and went, nope, you know what? The hell with you. And they're going to win. So the NCAA looked yes. at it and went, you got seven states. We've already lost in two. We can't. like Because the NCAA's only choices for 14 days were to go, okay, never mind. Or, well, okay, in these states, you can play. But in those 43, you can't. And they went, we can't do that. So, no. okay. They they waved the white flag yesterday. Yeah. They, so, they waved I mean, the white flag. I mean, I spent all day thinking yesterday was December the 15th. Maybe because I, I I didn't want to even think about the fact that I will always remember December 13th. December 13th was a, a huge day. And barring some, and it will be an absolute upset. It'll be, it, it, it'll be ULM winning the national title type upset. Not in water skiing. NCAA beats all these, these things. Not in, not in water skiing and football. Yeah. It'll be that big of an upset if 
the NCAA happens to win this case. There's no sign they're winning it. And the fact that the judge was like, hey, look, you you guys are eligible right away. You can start right now. That was the that was the judge going, I, I'm gonna go look at this, but here's the here's the ruling. And so yeah. it, unless the Supreme Court somewhere down the road uh, or an appeals court and then the Supreme Court rules that no, no, this was this was improper. And the odds of that from everything I read are not good. Yesterday was a day that hey, it, the the foundation got shook. I mean, the next time we talk to Lane Kiffin, signing day. So Lane, someone you're probably going to get asked about this on the 20th when you're up there talking about Camarion Franklin and, and the rest of your signing class. Hey, what does this do for your plans knowing that guys can transfer again? You can go get more. I mean, the ta- we, we thought the tampering portal was wild before. The pre-portaling was wild before. I mean, it, it'll it'll literally never end now. No, I mean, there's look, there's two final thoughts on this, and we'll probably pick it back up tonight for hand-raised guys. I promise uh, there's a couple things about the schedule that I do want to talk about, but we got plenty of time to get to the schedule prior to that matter. This, this is the this is the uh, I mean, this is this it, is the bigger topic. It really is. It, it is it is oh, it's, it's changing we, college athletics in every way, yeah. For what it's, we do, this is for us to act like this isn't, and there will be shows, I'm sure, that will be, hey, let's dive into the schedule and look at week five. I, I mean, okay, I get and it. And today on Thursday, the Penn State secondary. Um, yeah, I mean, today let's talk about needs at linebacker. I, I mean, I get it. Like, it's what we talked about yesterday, right? We, there was that, the minute it came out, I was like, oh, wow, well, they, they're going to add Brandon Murray. And what does Brandon Murray mean for this team? Because quietly, people inside the, around that program have said, boy, if we hadn't, Cisse and Murray, this might be a second weekend team. And I realize that's a topic and we will talk about it. But man, to only go there and not look at the big picture, I think it's kind of irresponsible. So I'm glad that we're doing this the way that we're doing it right now. We'll do the other stuff too, but to act like this isn't potentially seismic shift in the stuff that we cover is naive. Yeah, the two thoughts that I had were one – and it's why I feel like I do kind of trying to do a summation a little bit is college athletics is a huge business. And you're talking about employers, employees, the stipulations in place. I, I get that it doesn't work that way because it's never worked that way. But at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's a huge hundreds of millions of dollars of business for each school. Um, if I'm the employer, if I'm one side of a relationship and I have zero rights, I'm doing whatever I can to get some rights. And I guess that's my thing. If we just like, it doesn't make sense that an entity would just stop and go, you know what? We're cool with our shareholders paying the company, but we have no rights. There's no stipulations. There's no links. There's no nothing like that just defies human business logic. I guess that's yeah. my point is that I agree. you can convince yourself you have rights until you don't for sure. And yesterday was when you really clearly say well, there are no rights because look, unless I'm missing something, if this follows through from the 27th and becomes rule or law or whatever the hell we're calling it. Yeah. You and I mentioned this yesterday. There's nothing for sure. Maybe there's some stipulation I'm unaware of. There's nothing for sure that says that Ole Miss doesn't play Bryant in basketball, whatever day it is after Christmas. And some cat for Bryant's averaging 18 points a game and he lights Ole Miss up for 27 and Ole Miss pulls it out in double overtime, but they go, holy hell, look at that damn small forward. He'd be a beast in the SEC. What says he can't be suiting up for Ole Miss in the middle of January after they saw him there on the court? I mean, 
Again, we're just talking sheer hypotheticals. We really haven't had a chance to completely dive into this. I'd like to talk to some. Legal and look, people. I I get that nobody gives a crap. I feel my level of sorry for all the registrar and admissions and compliance people in college athletics. I love all of you and go buy the biggest bottle of bourbon you can find because this this frankly is unfair to you. Your workload is not what you signed up for starting today. No, for sure. I mean, my God. To answer your question, nothing? Nothing really stops that, I don't guess? I I mean, if you, if this was the the, the whole point about if I'm reading the ruling correctly, and, and maybe like the Keith Carters are out there hearing this, going, "No, you 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 completely missed it, you idiot." At which point I'll yeah, go, "Well, sure. that wasn't the not yeah. the first time." Yeah. Um. But I, I read a lot that people a lot smarter than me wrote, and the ruling was essentially limitations on anything that 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 limits their ability to play that limits their ability to make money. And their, their argument was, I can't make money if I'm not playing. They're not yeah, going to, that pay was the argument money. from one of the West Virginia guys is he basically said, I can't get my worth where it would be if I were on the court or the field or whatever he was talking sure. about. Yeah. And so I guess technically, I mean, I don't know whether they're bound by semesters because they're student athletes, but I mean, I, I, I don't know really what would stop, a player from leaving at the end of the fall semester and enrolling at a new school in the spring semester. And if that meant that you played in sports that overlapped, if that meant that you played for school a in the, in November and December, and then switched to school B in January, I I, I don't know that that's again, we're just flying it's off the seat. Merely, of pants yeah, it's me. merely whatever at this point, but, but based on the ruling, I don't really know that you could stop that. I don't know how many people would sign up for that. I don't know how many people would do that. Um, you know, like and, if you make them, if you make them employees, can you trade them? I mean, you know, in the NFL, you're an employee, and unless you have a no trade clause, the the Lions can trade you to the Steelers in second week of October. You know, I mean, if you're you're a baseball player, you can have your you can move your family to Chicago and set up a home and all of those things. And then on July the 30th, the Cubs decide, Hey, we really need some relief help. And they ship you to um, Toronto for two pitchers. And your, your contract says you've got 48 hours to get your ass to Toronto mm-hmm. family. Be I, damned. I mean, you that's know, at like, least is that where we go? Cause if you make them employees, do you, do you, Hey, do, Ole Miss really needs some linebacker help. They have some depth at wide receiver. Let's send these these two extra wide receivers to uh, to Utah in exchange for their starting linebacker on, in week four. Is that how that works? I don't – Yeah. I, I signed mean, Spencer Sanders, but I, I signed him so I can trade him for a, a defensive end in week five when somebody needs a quarterback. So what happens to his schooling? This is where, yeah. this is where it doesn't all mesh, right? You, you, if you make them employees, fine. Are they, are they still students? Or yeah. are they now are they now employees for what is essentially a club team that wears the university's gear? Which is where some people believe the non revenue sports were going anyway, because it was the only way to make it work. 
in, in, in that new world if it went to any type of revenue sharing or uh, employment or anything along those lines. Because look, in, in, in this, the conversation we're having, I don't think it's clear even the, the administrative level because I was talking to, full disclosure, I was trying to find an attorney or a administrate anybody with administration experience at a, at a high university yesterday trying to for, for podcast interview purposes and i was talking to a assistant baseball coach at a different school who was trying to help me run somebody down and he said he believes this isn't about baseball because nobody gives a crap about his actual example but it led back to a player transferring quickly mid or right after the, the the fall semester he said that he thinks you know they can play these fall games against each other you can play other you can play two games and he said that he's in an sec school and he said he does not believe they'll be able to schedule smaller programs to play these fall games because they come to their place their best players practice against their own team with the sec school running all the track man data and all that stuff so they're not only scouting the other roster they're getting all the deep analytics. And he goes, they got two or three really good players. Who says we don't just go, hey, Joe, hang around for a minute when we when you when you leave the park and yeah. see what it looks like. Or DM them on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. You go, hey, your, your spin rate was like 3,100 on that curveball yesterday. I don't know. How, 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 how about it? Yeah, we got a spot here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And, and look, as we kind of start to sum up, a federal court might rule. Yeah, precisely. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's never been common sense legal. At all. I get it. But that's yeah. why you have to find a way to make it legal. Full point. So. Yeah. I Maybe so. I, I'm not saying you're wrong at all. Well, no, I mean, we're covering a school right now. That's what happens? In, I mean, I get, what I happens in my mind when you say, well, you have to make a way to make it legal. What keeps happening in my mind is going, I don't know that there is a way. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm right when I say that. Yeah, no, I get it. I that's get it. that's what I'm thinking. Out, it's reason if if people are listening, going, boy, they're really fighting about this. We're we're really not. We're just talking about it. You keep saying, well, you have to find a way to make it legal, and in my mind, I keep going, but isn't that the thing? What they have right now, the courts are saying is illegal. So I I don't know how how do you can you can you can you put some amendments on things to suddenly make it legal, or is the court saying, hey, this whole system's corrupt i don't not corrupt that's not the right word this whole system is imbalanced unfair this whole system violates antitrust law that's what was said yesterday this whole system violates antitrust law because it puts unfair or illegal restrictions on the student athlete and what i'm trying to do is safeguard the sport in some way because as jeffrey said to close TV contracts fall, this falls, fan falls. There's a there's a thing in, in this way it's going. If it just keeps going this direction, that worst case is a complete combustible disaster and it all blows up on itself and it doesn't exist. You know what I mean? That yeah. money dries up from everywhere and you go, okay, we screwed up all this stuff when it was high times and it's like the damn Roman Empire. Yeah. So how do you and how I, do you and I'm, that? And I'm I'm the one sitting here saying, I think that's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's possible that that's where this is headed. I think this is potentially headed to a place that was probably not imaginable five years ago. Right. No, I you know, and, and 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 maybe that's maybe that's going to become the new reality. It's my the reason I, I gave that really bizarre New York reference. Go back and look at a picture of New York in 1940. It doesn't look like New York today. 
if you had a time machine and you could look at a picture of New York in 2050, it probably doesn't look like what it looks today. Mm-hmm. We just have a hard time because we're humans and our brains are only so big. We, we have a hard time imagining that and, and extrapolating it into like our current reality. It, uh, it feels like a lot of good bits imminent from a recruiting front, at least potentially. Uh, rebelgrove.com for that. We'll hand raise guys today, 5 o'clock-ish for, uh, like I said, Neil said yesterday, probably the final show of the uh, calendar year for hand raise guys. And then uh, did a podcast, published it with Ben Craddock. Neil mentioned Blue Sky yesterday. Uh, just kind of talk. We talk about the 10 years that we've been together, the uh, the future together as well as just kind of some life stuff as well so give it a listen if you've been with us for a long time probably some stuff in there some anecdotes that you either didn't know or you might enjoy but i appreciate all them the entire credit family for uh a decade now as we're into the uh, second decade so that's up on the side is an oep extra and again and we'll uh, be back with you tonight for hand raise guys so thanks to jeffrey he gave us a lot more time than he had today and we'll talk to you here in a few hours everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.